have a thing here, um, and it says, Pastor, the answer to COVID-19 is 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 11 through 22. Now, I just saw this, but, uh, and I don't know who wrote this, but let's read that. And, uh, was that Bob 19? Uh, chapter 7, verses 11 through 22. Excuse me. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there is, an, is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. As for you, if you walk before me as David your father did and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with David your father when I said you shall never fail to have a man to rule over Israel. But if you turn away and forsake the decrees and the commands I have given you, and you go off and serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot Israel from my land which I have given them, and I will reject this temple I have once created for my name, I will make it a byword and object of ridicule among all the peoples. And though this temple is now so imposing, all who pass by will be appalled and say, why has the Lord done such a thing to the land and to his temple? People will answer because they have forsaken the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of Egypt and have embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why he brought all this disaster upon them. Well, that ends in a encouraging note. <laughs> uh, we do know that the temple in Jerusalem, speaking of there, has been destroyed, rebuilt, and destroyed again. And today, it has a mosque on top of it. Okay? And the only part remaining is a wall of the foundation of the platform. And it's called the Wailing Wall. And so we do know that much is lost, okay? And God has a new temple and a new king. And we have installed that temple in heaven, haven't we? And, um, and we come not to this temple, but we come to the temple of the Lord, okay? And we gather around him. 
And so, um, now I had something I wanted to share, and I texted some of you some of your thoughts, but I thought it would be good for us to look at this. Psalm 91. Because um, many churches have closed their doors. Many churches are trying to be affected by this. And so I have a few thoughts about it as we come to worship the Lord. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will deliver you from the hunter's net, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night. The arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes on CNN and witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place, no harm will come to you, no plague will come near your, your tent. For he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. Because he lovingly devoted, he is lovingly devoted to me. I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him honor. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. The word saved means more than just to be forgiven of your sins. And it means more than just to be uh, uh, healed of your infirmities. To be saved means to be protected from the powers of the enemy, from the terrors at night, from the pestilence that comes at noon. We are called to live by faith. Now, does that mean that we take no appropriate steps, you know, that we act foolishly? No, it doesn't, right? David, who said the Lord had hid him and guarded him, he also ran into a cave, you know, when they were chasing him, okay? You know, so... The equivalent of that is, well, okay, we'll use hand sanitizer and we'll rub elbows, you know, whatever, you know, right? Uh, we, we won't be dumb, okay, but we are not going to be people of fear. We are not going to come here worshiping all in ourselves and worry. We've got a brother in Costa Rica who went out in power, in the power of the Lord, confident of his deliverance. Let nothing take that away from him. And right now, as he's going to be preaching, I don't know exactly when, 
in an hour from now, Jonah in Costa Rica is sharing the word of God, okay, with a lot of people who probably don't have hand sanitizer. Okay? May the Lord sanitize, if, just as the Lord washes away all of our sins. Okay? His blood will wash us and guard us. Let's be, but if we are wavering and we have no faith, okay, well, number one, it lowers your immunity. If you're all fearful, you know. And number two, you withdraw. You know, are we going to be people who look out the window and pull down the blade? Uh, the blade? No, we're not. And now we also need to know he defeats the enemy. So it's not just a defensive posture. It's an offensive posture. Okay? So let's ask the Lord how we go on the offense. Okay? Well, maybe we can pray supernaturally. The Lord will give us a huge supply of toilet paper. <laughs> and we can offer people toilet paper and hand sanitizer, you know, with the gospel. Maybe if we are, you know, forced to meet at home, we can all contemplate and thank God that we have internet. I'm taping this worship time so that Jessica and Carol can listen in. They just have to get on the website and they'll be able to hear it, you know, and um, so that they can participate in worship. But not only just be passive, but maybe when we're apart, we'll work extra hard to send messages of love, okay? To, let, to say, send our amen, to send, you know, our thoughts. The scriptures told me this, and I saw that. Isn't it wonderful? And then what happens is this thing that occurs becomes a blessing, okay? We study in the book of Acts, chapter 8, where the persecution started, okay? And what happened? Right? They ran out and shared the gospel all over the place. That went viral. Even when they suffered loss, and there was a martyr, okay, it was all used by the Lord. And now Nancy, for those who are listening in, is giving me the rolling finger saying, get on. So Lord Jesus, we want to thank you that we can gather together around your table and not be afraid. Stand up in faith, stand up in life, and know who our Savior is. Amen. Amen. Amen.
you, thank you, and praise you for your love. We thank you that for your word that we have with us all. Amen. That you preserve that for us. And just thank you so much. Amen.
that song, I Worship You? I Worship You. What? Can anybody tell me what that is? He's got the chorus. I worship you. Oh, you're right. We should do the Yeah, when I look into his own. Yes. Amen. Lord, I thank you that there's a song in our hearts. It might not be in our heads, but thank you it's in our hearts. And you know how to bring out what's in our heart. So we worship you.
seeing, man. This is the 11th commandment. 
and here we come to celebrate it, and we come to do it because of what Jesus has requested and require us to do. Amen. Lord, our memory of you is sweet. We have good thoughts about you. Our reminiscence of the way you lived your life makes us smile. Lord, we taste and see that you are good. We have tasted of your word. We have tasted, Lord, of your blood, which is washing us again. We have tasted of seeing you with Stephen, high and lifted up at the right hand of the Father. Lord, we remember you as the Lord Jesus, raised from the dead. And we remember your words and your promise to come back. And we long to see you. Amen. The fact of that that we can see you, that you have opened our eyes, that you have softened our hearts, you have opened our ears, you have brought us into your presence by your great work, and we thank you and praise you, Lord, for that. But without that, we could not see or hear or even taste. But Lord, we have tasted of your life, of your goodness, of your obedience, of your deliverance, and we thank you. We give ourselves.